Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. Your host is a course creator who currently generates over $1 million a year selling his online courses. And now he teaches you how to do the same. And just so you know, he is planning to open up his own Cobra Kai dojo. He doesn't know any martial arts and has lost every fight he's ever been in. But he loves the TV show, Cobra Kai Never Dies, Mr. Jono Petrahilos. All right, what's happening, people? Jono from the Course Creator Community, and I am super excited because we've got a fun guest on the line this, uh, this week, all the way from Tennessee, Memphis, Tennessee, is that where it is? Close, Nashville. Nashville, Tennessee. Okay, cool, cool. They're, they're the only two places I know. So lucky you didn't say anywhere anywhere else. <laughs> uh, now, this person is an expert in gamification. If we had to simplify this, she makes learning fun. Now, I like fun things and I don't like boring things. So as soon as I heard her on a podcast, I'm like, I got to get this person on. So without, <laughs> without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Ms. Mary Noodley. Mary, how Hello. are you? Hello. Hey, thanks for having me as a guest. This is so exciting. No, I think. Sorry, I cut in there. What no, no, you I was say? just going to say, it's, it's, it's nice to know that people actually listen to episodes of podcasts that I've been on. So cool. It, it, is, it is. You know, sometimes you do these podcasts and you're like, is anyone ever going to listen to this? So <laughs> I, I think it is It is cool when people reach out for that. Um, now, Mary, I heard you on that podcast and I'm mm-hmm. like, right, you know, this woman's cool. I want to bring her on. I've been following you, you know, sort of um, since then. For those people that haven't heard of you, didn't listen to that podcast, don't know what you do, do you want to spend the next couple of minutes and let us know what is it that you actually do and how did you get into that? Sure. So every day I ask myself, what is it that I actually do as well? <laughs> and <laughs> it's always a different answer. But in a nutshell, I am a professional course creator. So I'm an instructional designer by trade. And I have always been interested in games and playing games and game-based learning. So long before the word gamification even existed, when I was teaching in the classroom, we were using games and and, and activities to make the learning fun. Mm -hmm. So I taught at a community college. I taught hotel restaurant management. I would have a fairy godmother give them an unlimited budget. And they would have to build a restaurant from the ground up and they would get different rewards and stuff along the way. So that's been part of my life for as long as I can remember. I got introduced to gamification about 10 years ago, took a course on Coursera from a professor out at Wharton University. And then at a technology company that I was working at, had the opportunity to meet Yu Kai Chao, who is one of the foremost gamification experts on the planet. And he created what's called the Actalysis Framework, and I'm in his community. And we then potatoified my team at this tech company. So rather than saying we were gamifying them, we potatoified them. And as they learned new skills in their job, they earned like Mr. Potato Heads and they had (laughs) little sand art things at their desk and coloring potatoes that they had to fill in and all kinds of stuff because we were testing something. And so about four years ago, my son and I went into business together. And so we work now with course creators to help them gamify their courses, make that learning more fun and more engaging and have a good time doing it. Love that. And I believe you're both gamers, you and your son as well. That is correct. So I was playing Dungeons and Dragons when it first came out back in oh so many years ago. <laughs> and my son has carried on the tradition and he has two standing games that he plays every weekend. I don't play quite as often. Um, but you know, I have a few more responsibilities than he does. <laughs> awesome. And, and by gaming, are we talking Dungeon and Dragons? Are we talking video games, board games, all of the above? Uh, 
all of the above. So I am more of a role-playing and, and tabletop gamer um, and also phone games. My son is an avid video gamer, role-playing game, and some board games. So, you know, pretty much mixed. And then with my daughter, we also got into physical activities. So both of my children were athletes. My son played tennis. My daughter played basketball and softball. And as a family, we like to go out and play disc golf. There we go. All right. Let's speak about gamification in general, yes. Mary. So you've given us a bit of an idea there. There may be some people that are like, oh, I sort of get it. What, what is gamification? Do you want to break it down at, it, at its most simple level? What is gamification? And then maybe some examples where people may be listening and be like, oh, that's gamification. I did a course and that had that. I didn't even realize, you know, or I was on whatever, Facebook and like, oh, that's gamification. What, what can you tell us about gamification in general? Simplified version. Sure. Simplified version using elements of games to improve the audience experience in a mm. playful manner. So you use game elements, strategies. Many people think that gamification is points, badges, and leaderboards, but it's really more than that. It's, it, it's having a plan of how do I get my audience, my students, to take specific actions to achieve a specific result, and then how do I reward them for doing that? So I use the game Monopoly as an example all the time. Most people are familiar with the game. The game has rules. So you know that when you roll the dice, if you roll doubles, something bad's going to happen if you do that too many times. And you're going to end up going to Monopoly jail. So that's part of the risk factor in the game because you're also competing, but you never know what's going to happen. So there's a little bit of that chance there. The other thing about Monopoly, though, is that everyone I've ever met, they all have their own rules on how to play the game. So it's like, here's the rules that come with the game. And then here's our rules. Like, do you get the money that goes into the middle of the pot? What happened? You know, how do you get? So the key thing is being clear on what those rules are and letting your audience know what your rules are so they know how to win and then give them feedback. Awesome. <laughs> Love it. Okay. What are some examples there, Mary, where someone may have done a course before or been through something and they're like, oh, that's gamification. Now they know that that's gamification yes. at the time. They didn't even think about it. Yeah. So, you know, the, the very obvious one, point badges and leaderboards, like you get points for if you're in university and you're taking an online course and to earn an, an a top grade, you have to get a certain number of points for turning in your homework, a certain mm -hmm. number of points for participating in a discussion, a certain number of points for a group project. That's like the outskirts of gamification, although we've been doing this for as long as we can remember. Yeah. To gamify it is maybe you give a badge to that student that says you were the top person in the discussions this week and you mm. contributed the most. So if you think of some of the tech sites that are out there, you look and some people get badges for like, okay, this person is a platinum expert because they've answered 150 questions and the community has said they really know their stuff. Now they have a badge. So now when I'm on the site, I'm like, Ooh, I want to go to Jonah because he knows his stuff because he's got that platinum badge. Facebook groups have it now as well. I don't know Facebook, if you've seen. That is correct. Facebook groups have it. Conversation starter and, you know, um, visual storyteller and. Yeah. Uh, expert answerer. So it's, yeah. it's kind of cool. The key thing is though, is a lot of people use badges just for using badges. And when I talk to folks about Facebook badges, this response is either, huh? I didn't even know they had them yeah. or so what? Yeah. So unless I'm really trying to, make my mark as a visual person, 
it really doesn't matter to me if I have a visual badge or not. It's like, okay, great. Mm -hmm. So what? So you got to make sure that your badges have meaning to your audience. Yeah. So that's, that's another key part of it. Another example though, and this is where I always get excited and you probably heard me talking about this on that other podcast, a simple thing that people can do to gamify their course, their lead magnet, whatever, Easter eggs. And if you don't know what an Easter egg is, it's a hidden surprise in your content. So if you've ever been to a Marvel movie, you know, Captain America, Thor, one of those, everyone who's in the know knows that you wait till after the credits because there's going to be some special scene that comes after the credits have finished running. That's I'm an Easter egg. Yeah, I'm, I'm not in the know. I never knew that. Now I feel like, yes, yeah. Yes. So you always stay past the credits and then there's a special scene that happens afterwards. And it's usually a little cheeky or snarky or a little bit, but those that are in the know wait to see that. So now how do you apply that to your course or to your lead magnet is if there's a spot in your course that you know that students always drop off or it's a really technical piece of information, hide an Easter egg there. And if they get that far, they click a link and up pops a little video with some special like insider content. And then if you're in a cohort, you might go, oh, Mary, did you get that that video? And I'm like, what, what video? So now you're also encouraging people to go back and rewatch the content because they want that special bonus stuff. Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Cool. Question from there, Mary. So that's a good yes. little tip there that we can do. What are some other little tips that a course creator could implement right now if they're like, okay, I need this gamification stuff. Here's my course. What can I add in today that's going to make this uh, make it more fun and engaging for the students tomorrow? Yeah. So great question. How do you make it immediately actionable? You can use something like the the free spinner wheels that are out on the web where you, you know, type in free spinning wheel and you give them an assignment or you give them something that you want them to do. And then say, everybody who responds to this by, you know, midnight tonight, they're going to get their name on the spinner wheel and they get a free 15 minute consultation with me. Mm. And you see who's responded. You put it on the wheel. You could go live in your course or you could do a little video so they know that you're not cheating and you show them the wheel, boom. So there's that element of surprise and that element of chance, but you're having them take a desired action. I want you to do this. And it's tied into the course content, but that's like something you could do immediately with Love no that. cost. I'm going to do it as soon as I get off this call. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Any, have you got one more immediate tip that we can implement? So one more immediate tip, it's... It, if you already have your content existing, yep. you can also just go back and tweak it a little bit. So I'm thinking like print content, a PDF handout or whatever. And at the bottom of it, put a picture or a QR code that makes sense. So maybe there's three of them that makes a collection set, just like a, a Pokemon cards that people mm. collect. Then you tell them, 
tell me which three items in the class had this little hidden image on it and redeem it for a prize. Yeah, love it. But it doesn't take a lot of extra work on your part. It could even be if you're using like a text, you know, like I use Thinkific as my platform. So there's an area where I can type in in text and I could insert images. So I could insert my image right there. I don't even have to go mess around with creating a PDF or a PowerPoint. I just go add some images and say, okay, find the hidden images at the bottom of, you know, the content. Awesome. Love it. All right. Cool. Good tips there, Mary. What about long-term tips? So let's say, long. for example, you know, people are like, ah, I've done all these little ones. What are some really cool ones I can do? All right, I might not be able to implement it tomorrow, you know, but on my next course, maybe I can implement it. Or, you know, I'm going to, whatever, spend the next month working on this course here and adding some little things to it there. What are some good long-term tips you can give us? Excellent. So the first thing I'm going to say is about you have to have a strategy as the course creator. So adding gamification elements without a strategy leaves your audience with still this kind of like eh, throwaway experience. It's mm. like it didn't really motivate me to do anything. So the tip that I would say first and foremost is figure out who your audience is and what motivates them. And maybe you do some polls in your Facebook groups or, or talk to them. Figure out what your business goals are for your course. Like, is it you want to increase completion rate? Is it I want to make more sales? And I've, there's, there's a reason for this. So now you know who your audience is and now, now you know what your business goals are. Now you have to think about what actions do I want my audience to take that will help me reach my business goals and will help move them on the journey. And that's how you make your gamified decisions because now there's an actual strategy. I know my audience, I know what I want. Here's what I want them to do. How am I going to give them feedback? So if they don't do the action you want, maybe it's, you know, buy the next course or finish the video, give them some feedback. And a lot of the software now you can build in little things that come in and go, wah, wah, you didn't do the video or woo, you completed the video. Congratulations. And, you know, there's little confetti that falls. And then what's the reward? So now you've taken all these actions through the course. How am I going to reward you? So that's the big picture long term. But if you gamify without a strategy, your audience, your students are going to know that. And it's just like, great, I got this badge. So what? It doesn't mean anything. Or, woo, I got 10,000 awesome points. So what? What do I do with them? Mm -hmm. So once you know what you want them to do and how it helps your business, then you can add some more in-depth things. So you might want to give them points. You might want to create badges, build a leaderboard for the course and go, hey, here's the top five homework completers or the top five video watchers. And as a result, here's what they get. Maybe they get 10% off your next course that they sign up for you with or something. So make it a, uh, a reward that has meaning to your audience. Gotcha. Okay. Now, I just want to take a minute and let everyone know, if you're a course creator, you've already got a course and it's not quite selling, uh, or if you're still in the process of putting your course together at the course creator community, we actually have a VIP group coaching program. It's the best program of its kind and the most affordable as well. So if you'd like some extra help and guidance in either putting your course together or selling your online course, I recommend joining the course creator community VIP program. I'll put the links down in the show notes. Okay, let's say your goal is completion rates. Mm -hmm. what's, this, what's a way you would gamify for completion rates? Sure. So one of the things you would gamify for completion rates is look, if, you, if it's a brand new course, you're not going to have as much data to pull from. 
if it's a course that you've taught before, go in and see where people stopped tuning in. Yeah, gotcha. And then build in a quiz, not not mm. like a boring LMS quiz, <laughs> but you know something that's fun and interactive. And it's like, what would happen if you didn't do this? Or build in a a scavenger hunt in the course. That's a great way to drive completion. Because you have them searching for different elements in the course, just like a scavenger hunt. And then they also become better at mastering the material. So you may have, you know, in lesson one, look for this. In lesson three, look for that. In lesson four, look for that. Even create a little map for them that they can then fill out, you know, put an X marks the spot. And when you get five lessons, well, it's like, oh, I, I get put into a drawing for a prize and I've now gone on the scavenger hunt and I've read all the material and watched all the videos and I'm having fun doing it. Okay. I got, I just got an idea then or I remembered something. <laughs> I went to a, a conference years ago now, you know, and they had like a magic word. So it was like, you know, there's five, it was multi-speaker, you know, five or six different speakers throughout the day or whatever. And then each speaker had a word that they would say somewhere in the session, maybe mm -hmm. at the start, maybe in the middle, maybe at the end. And then if you had the magic word for all of them, you got a prize at the end of the day. And just yes. going back now, I'm like, that's a game. That's gamification, right? It is. That's gamification. And I'm yeah. like, Man. so, and that's, yeah. So it's just little kinds of things. So the, like the, the images or the click the link because you went to the content or do a scavenger hunt, but it's really thinking about where does your audience drop off and what can I do to help motivate them? Another gamification technique that a lot of course creators use and may not know it's gamification is that countdown clock, like cart closing, because it's that oh, sense of urgency and that sense of loss. Oh, hold on. So let me get my head around here. So when we're talking about gamification for sales, mm -hmm. we're not necessarily talking about things you do in the course to make more so they buy the next course. It's more in our marketing stuff. How can we gamify it? Yes. There so it can go, go both ways. Yeah, so, okay. you know, with the cart closed, that that is a gamification technique. It's that sense of urgency, that sense of loss. You just have to make sure that you balance it out. Mm. So you don't want to bombard your audience with like every week, you know, so the cart's closing, the cart's closing. Yeah. Or what I've seen some folks do is the cart's closing, but the cart never closes. Yeah. So then people <laughs> just tune you out. So it's like, okay, you know, there's a sense of urgency. There's a timer. It says that this is going to shut down in an hour. And then I go back two hours later and it goes right back to where it was. I'm like, Oh, well, in that case, they really don't mean it. Yeah. So I can buy whenever I want to buy. So you got to make sure that you're consistent with what you do. But yes, you can also gamify the sales process. Gotcha. Okay. All right. You got one more tip for us there, Mary, on the sales side of things. What's another way we could get, apart from the, the countdown and the timer, what's another way we could gamify that sales process or gamify so, and, to make more sales? Right. So another thing is when you look at gamification from like a behavioral design, a lot of people want to do things that their friends are doing. And so mm. having that social proof on your sales page is really powerful. But more important is asking people that come to your page, especially past students, to share their experience, not as a testimonial, but just out on social media. Mm. Because now they also have this sense of like, ooh, I'm important. Jonah asked me to share his stuff with my friends. And so while we don't think of it as gamification, that really is a type of gamification element. Yes. And there's, yeah. there's a huge number of people that are really motivated by that. Like, that's why summits are so popular. And everybody's just like, oh, yeah, promote my summit, do this, do that. 
but make it yours instead of just using like swipe copy that everyone says the same thing. And then you get 10 emails from 10 different people with the exact <laughs> same words. <laughs> and yeah. I think many of us are guilty of that. If we've been in that world, make it your own and go, 100%. Hey, I was on a podcast with my friend Jonah and you know, he's got this cool thing coming up and I got a sneak peek and it's really cool. And I think you should do it because now people are doing it because of you and your personality and your influence with them. And it's like, Oh, okay. Well, if you know, if Jonah says this is good, if Mary says this is good, I think I'm going to go check it out. That, that gets me every time, you know, I signed <laughs> and I was like, in, in, in many, in the fitness world as well, because it's like, mm -hmm. I remember one of my friends posted a, a before and after, not a weight loss one, a, a, a flexibility one where it was like, Hey, he was my flexibility three months ago. He's me now after working with this trainer here shut up and take my money. You know, I reached out to that oh, trainer yeah. straight away, you know, and I was like, so I don't care what you do, sign me up for it, you know? So definitely people are, are motivated by that. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's just like, woo, okay, let's do it. hundred percent. Now, my next question from there, Mary, revolves around the course platform. I think you dropped it earlier, but we'll, uh -huh. I'll ask it anyway, and there might be some other things there. So I sure. ask anyone, every single guest I come on, I say, hey, what's your platform of choice? What do you like using? What do you recommend people use? Um, I think you mentioned Thinkific there, but I'll ask anyway and just confirm. And then if you can also make it specific to gamification and say, hey, you know, I use Thinkific and here's some really cool ways you can do it. Or if there's other platforms as well that, that you've seen, what can you tell us about course platforms in general and gamification and then your favorite? Oh, yeah. So I am a Thinkific expert. So I do use Thinkific. I am also a former learning management system administrator. So I have experience across multiple platforms from huge, like, you know, 500 plus thousand dollar contracts that are for entire schools and universities to large corporate ones behind the scenes, many of them are pretty close to the same. The reason we chose Thinkific as our platform of choice is twofold. One, it supports HTML5 content, which is more interactive. So I can build a virtual escape game for my course and, and other software and put it in the course. And the learner has this like awesome experience and they're literally playing a game on the platform. So it's not just video based. And especially in the last couple months with the new Thinkific app store, there are several apps that you can then get for either free or very low cost that build in those gamified elements for you. So you can have the confetti pops, you can have the recognition and it's built right in. And you just say, yes, when the learner does X, then have this pop out and say, woo, you did this. Or when the learner collects so many points, they can go to your store and redeem the points for a prize. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You've made me jealous that I'm not using Thinkific, <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Good tips there. Um, my final question, Mary revolves around mentors. You also touched on some earlier as well, but I'll, I'll ask him again there. You're obviously a mentor for plenty of people that want to gamify their online courses. I'm mm -hmm. curious to hear who your biggest mentors have been. And if you could give it to us in a few different ways, if you could tell us a mentor, that you've paid money to and you've done their course, or their program or whatever it is, um, a mentor that you haven't paid money to, but you've followed their work, you know, social media, YouTube, Instagram, whatever. Uh, and then a book that you recommend every course creator should read if they want to get better at gamification or, or better at a course experience in, or selling any, a book every course creator should read. Let's simplify that. Okay. So first of all, for the paid money one, in terms of gamification, I would say you Kai Chow. And he created the Octalysis framework. And that's really where I learned about the behavioral and the core drives. And along with that, the question about the book, 
I would read his book, Actionable Gamification. Okay. Because let me, really let me Amazon walks, that right now. It really walks through the strategy and in detail and white hat, black hat, cord drives, game elements, the whole shebang. Um, in terms of mentors that I have not paid money to, um, there's about three of them. So there's Mo Rada, and he does a gamification and instructional design, and he is in the um, United Arab Republic. There's Terry Pierce out of the UK, who does playful learning. And then there's Sarah, whose last name I believe is Lefevre. I've only chatted with her, and I know her as Sarah from LinkedIn, but she, she has a gamification online magazine called Litagogy, and every issue really does a deep dive into a particular topic like, how do you create your feedback loop? How do you prototype your course? How do you? So I would say those would be my three unpaid mentors. And then you, Kai Chow, would be the paid mentor. Awesome. I've just put his book on my, my Amazon <laughs> list then. <laughs> yeah, um, and then if go look for Letagagi. Um, it's free. And all the people that I mentioned, uh, and Mosa Menem, who creates a really cool leadership game, um, they're all featured in her magazine as well. So yeah, I will put you that on my You get to know my, my people. There we go. <laughs> um, Mary, that's pretty much all I wanted to cover today. Uh, sure. I'm sure there's going to be a heap of people watching this that are like, okay, this woman is awesome. I want to hear more about her. <laughs> the best place we can go is your Facebook page. Is that right? I would say the best place to track me down would be our Facebook page, which is Lavender Dragon Team. Or, awesome. Mary, or just track me down, Mary Nunley on LinkedIn. I'll put both of those in the show notes. Oh, well, Mary, thank you. No, yo, of course. Uh, Mary, that's anything I should have asked you but forgot to or anything you want to finish us off with? Let's see. You should have asked, how can you do gamification at a very low cost? Because so yes. many people get caught into the, I have to buy all these platforms and systems and everything. You could gamify your course with something as simple as a Google Sheet okay. and a Google Form. Example? Um, you, if you want to do points for something, you have the students at the end of each lesson, you know, just answer like three simple questions and it feeds into a spreadsheet and you can tally things up and build a leaderboard right from that. If you want to use the leaderboard. Yeah, there we go. Love it. I'll get playing on Google. There um, you go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Mary, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. This has been a pleasure. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the course creator community podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort, and we'll catch you in the next episode.